It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Leroy, I was doing some research. Monday research always a little different. We found this old picture on Wikipedia. Let's take tag board full here. This is Leroy lifting. Uh, <laughs> in now, here's the crazy part. Leroy, I know it says three pounds. Had you have had built bars, let's take the next tag board. Had you have been eating built bars back in college, this could have been you, Leroy, squatting like Nick Cho. If you're not already on built bars, he got a little go Kanye West in him right there. Kanye in the face. 15% off. That is actually Nick Chubb squatting with Leroy's head. Great work by Anthony. But Leroy, I bet you you could have squatted that back in your day, especially if you were on a uh, full diet of built bars. Hey, I was old school. They used to ask me during the week, you doing legs? I said, I do legs on Sunday. <laughs> Hey, I ain't about to be doing those squats, bro. Hey, Leroy, see you. They ain't nothing. They ain't nothing like carrying a human being on your back for five yards. (laughs) I I say, ain't no squat bar gonna help you with that. That's so true. That's a great. So where are you after last night? After yesterday, Leroy, let it all out. Get get your money off, because here. Let let me explain something to you. (laughs) First of all. The Jets are what, four and three, five and two? No, they're five and two. Five and two. And the season that the Browns have had is no different than the season they've had. Except those four games that you're talking about where the Browns lost by three or less. The Jets won them. The Jets are winning. Yep. That's it. And that's football. And so what you have to do is When you get in these moments in the game, you have to understand the importance of execution, of play calling, of situational um, planning so that you can get over the hump of some of these games and not look so discombobulated at at, at the most important parts of the game. They did a hell of a job of containing Lamar Jackson. Nobody's done that. And you still lose a game? If I told you that these were Lamar Jackson's numbers, you would have said he either got hurt or they got blown out. Right? Look at those numbers. That's not even Lamar Jackson numbers. They probably in Baltimore right now saying, what's wrong with Lamar Jackson? And you can't win that game? Now, I watched this game, and, 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 and keep in mind, it's hard for me to be a former Brown and be a fan because mm. I get too frustrated, right? I get too frustrated because there's too many moments in the game where I watch the game and go, what are you doing? Let's close this thing out. And, and you put in... The game should not be in Jacoby Brissett's hands as much as it is when you have the talent that you have on the field. And I think that's the thing that frustrates me the most. You're asking, that's like me putting me in the backfield and saying, run a 4-2. That ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know it ain't going to happen. So what they do is they put me in situations where I can be me. But as football goes and these games are playing out at the end of games, you need to have, if you don't take advantage of the situations early on in the game, the game's outcome falls in a guy who's not your best player. And so I don't know how to shake it. I don't know how to to kind of to 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 come up with a solution. I would say this. You guys are right about Indomitian Sue. Go dust his big ass off and say, let's go. <laughs> right? Dust let's go. Well, is the season salvageable though? Or do you, if I mean it of only course. you only make that it's the NFL. 
Like, just because a team, just because the Jets are 5-2 and two don't mean they're going to continue. They're going to be 5-2 in the next seven games. They just lost their best player, so. No, we'd have you to know, go 5-2 to be 7-7. That's the seven. thing about, if you look at this division, who's out of it? Nobody. No, but yes, yesterday it looked like Cincinnati sure flexed its muscle as the team that made it to the Super Bowl last year. They're trending okay. up. Okay, and guess what? Of, of every record that these teams have, ain't nobody a shoe in for the playoffs. No, not at all. Nope. So if you playing in a division like that, you're not out of it. So you need to do something to weather the storm. Here's what I'm afraid of. This team shouldn't be a team that is sitting back waiting for the return of Deshaun Watson. Because that's not who you are, and that's how, not how you've played. Deshaun Watson should be an addition. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Do you feel so that that's what they've done that now? you're losing these games and how you losing them don't have nothing to do with who's that quarterback, which is what I said in the beginning of the year. The Browns are going to win and lose, and it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is because how they win and lose games it's going to be about getting after wait, the passer but Leroy, and running on. the football. Leroy, timeout, timeout. Uh, Jacoby's played all right. But you think if, if Deshaun Watson was playing these six, seven games, they'd have the, they'd have the same record? We'd be saying, we look, they might not have the same record, but we would complain about the same things. No, Well, we we might, but we wouldn't complain about it as much because it, he would make up for – if if Amari what Cooper – Hold on. Yeah. What is he going to make up for? Look, go through the course of those games. The, the course the, of those games, right, the LeBron's way those games are played out. Jacoby Brissett throws a late-game interception at the Jets. Jacoby Brissett throws a late-game interception at Atlanta. Jacoby Brissett throws a late-game interception at San Diego. All right, sorry, here, Chargers, San here, Diego. Chargers. There's here, a three. He makes here's, those plays. They're 5-2. The We're not complaining about that, anything. Though. Here's the problem with that. Your, the strength of your team, you took out of your own hands. They should never be in that situation where they're relying on Jacoby Brissett. But every NFL game point. comes down to one possession at the end of the game, and you got to have a quarterback make a play almost every game. Not, not if you lead in the league and damn near leading the league and running. See, don't don't over listen. What the Browns are, 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 are having problems with? Let, let's not make over complicate it. Okay, they don't run the ball enough. Wait, here's an interesting stat, as you put on the screen. The Browns are 0-5 when Nick Chubb doesn't get 20 carries. I don't care if he got to get the first 20 carries. <laughs> I'm going to see if that theory holds water. Right? There's, there's one, number one. Okay? Number two, you would increase your time of possession if you ran the ball more. So only getting the ball 25 minutes with a team that predominantly runs the football is crazy. You should never, you should never lose the time of possession, ever, with the way you run the football. The other thing is, is that until you find somebody to get pressure up the middle on defense, Hmm. you're going to have the same problems. Look, I'm not an offensive guru. Here's what I would do to the Browns. Let those pass rushers rush and run the ball underneath and guess how the Browns are getting beat? They're getting gashed, run the ball inside because those pass rushers are up the field. And then when you play action because you're trying to bring more guys down, then you get picked apart in the secondary. So you you have to do something about getting pressure up. You don't necessarily need a player, but somebody need to say, you know what? We're not getting enough pressure on the middle. Let's do something to get more pressure. The other thing I would do is there are far too many unhappy players in the NFL that you can't trade Kareem Hunt for somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a big fan of Kareem Hunt. But if you're not using him and you have uh, problems on your roster, that's how you fill him. That's how you fix him. So I mentioned this earlier in the year that I would do one of two things. Bring him some speed on the outside 
or bring a, a, a or, or, or trade for a pass rusher inside. Got to be up the middle. And that'll help you there. But, yeah, but team- I don't know how, and I can't explain how week after week the game starts, the Browns are handling teams up front, and then all of a sudden it just goes south. Is it because of adjustments? Is it because you give up on the run? Is it because you're trying to overthink a situation? Because football is such that, you know, you just keep doing it until they stop it. That, that, that's kind of how it goes. And just because a guy is standing across from you don't mean he can stop you. Hey, Leroy, let me so ask you. So I would like to see them, you know, kind of simplify the game plan, stop trying to outsmart everybody, and be more consistent that way. Hey, Leroy, you know, so so Cribs them mad on TV yesterday, right? They're mad. Let me ask mm-hmm. you a question. You heard about the yelling in the locker room after the game? The Stefanski? No, the Browns players. Players? Oh, yeah. Players were yelling no effing leadership. One of the players yelled no effing leadership in the locker room. It was a thin earshot of the media. Um, I, w- I would say this, that losing is a frustrating thing, especially when you think you should be better. And I think that these guys getting in a locker room after a game and acknowledging the fact that we're better than this and and going back and forth with one another, maybe that in itself starts holding guys accountable. Now, at some point, after you have a heated discussion like that and after you yell, hell, I've been in locker rooms, guys almost came to blows, Right? I'll tell you, I, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll give you a story. Me and John Randall used to go at it every day. There's no guy in football that I played against on a daily basis that I respect more for this reason. We all know these guys that play football on Wednesday and Thursday. I told you about it. John Randall was a football player every day. You had to deal with it. It got frustrating because you had to deal with that guy. He a Hall of Famer. I'm not. So just imagine me having to block him every day. And we played a game, and he came into the locker room on Monday and said the reason why we was losing, because everybody is too much levity in the locker room during the week. And so I replied, no, the reason why we lost is because defense couldn't stop nobody. No. If you if you gonna if you gonna look, call it what it is. And so we we got together in the middle. Thank God there was no blows, cause you know I you know it's something about standing up for yourself, but then realizing I'm about to get my ass kicked. <laughs> you know, I ain't gonna lie, right? But I ain't backing down. And and that's the reality of it. So it's up to the players in that locker room to kind of get out of the funk, okay? We all put this on all the coaches and all this, but but guess what? When you get on that field, you got to beat the guy across from you. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say if there's one glaring thing that is different from last year to this year, it's the pressure on the quarterback. And the reason why is because you're not pushing the pile up the middle. And basically, they're going to keep the two guards in the center and block two with three, uh, you know, and and let those guys go crazy around the outside that you got to change it up. Run a couple of games. Line Miles Garrett up over center. Make them have to make some adjustments to your scheme without necessarily changing the players. Yeah, we saw Emerson get home. He he had a blitz yesterday, and Emerson got home with the sack. We keep saying that, though, and they're not changing much. I mean, again, I thought the defense did an okay job yesterday, considering. Is is that, that, but but, but here, doing an okay job and always ending up on the losing side of the three-point games means you got to do something a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. That means everybody. 
That means coaches, we got to try to do something a little different. That means players, we got to do a little bit more during the course of the game. Everybody has to acknowledge that and identify that and go out and do it. So the screaming of it, to, to hear the screaming in the locker room tells me that, damn, even the players are getting tired of this nonsense too. And That's a good thing. And the only players, as we all know, the only people that can really fix what's happening are the players on the field. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, Leroy, I'm going to ask you this. Do you see, because I don't see it. Um, you know, I go back and, and I've, list, I've, I've looked at um, Patton. I've looked at Shermer. I've looked at Chudzinski. I took a look at Hugh Jackson, went all mm-hmm. the way back to Freddie Kitchens. And when you when you rewind the tape and when you listen to them in a the press conference, all of those coaches are saying the same things. You see Pat mm-hmm. Shermer say, hey, you know, we're one or two plays away. Eric Mangini mm-hmm. says, you know, hey, you know, right now our guys are working hard, but, but there's a few plays in the game where we're not making. Mm-hmm. How is it? that you can go 20, almost 30 years in a row and nobody is able to make this, the, the plays, the winning plays that all these other teams do, right? It, it, it burns me and it burns me like a lot, of, a lot of coaches and a lot of people in the media and, and, and the fans is looking at it like this. I've saw the Jacksonville Jaguars go to the AFC Championship. I've seen mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers go to the Super Bowl. These are expansion yep. teams. I've right. seen the Texans come Johnny come lately be good and go to the playoffs. I've seen the Cincinnati Bengals who get laughed at around the league who, who, who've been to three Super Bowls and they right. get laughed at what? Mm-hmm. Why is it that here? We can't do the basics and get to a point where we get lucky one year or we, we just if the ball falls the right way. What, what is it? Can you explain that to me? Um. There's a lot that goes into that. Uh, I, I think part of it is is Cleveland in the past few years have had some of the worst breaks. I, I, I mean, you think of, I don't even remember who it was that fumbled against Kansas City trying to go into the end zone. Hollywood Higgins. Right? You down. think of that. How does that change your, th- your your thinking? One play, one play. I don't I don't blame him. Yeah. Right, because you don't know. You know you're trying to score. Yeah, but they also but, got lucky in that game that Patrick Mahomes got hurt. So. Even more reason. Look, nobody yeah. cares. Nobody right. cares who got hurt, when, where, how. All they care about is if if he makes that touchdown and the Browns win. We're thinking totally different about where we are and it's unfortunate but that's sports that's sports and and you ask a very bad why does it seem like well first of all you guys should all be familiar with coach speak and you can just play those same tapes throughout the league and get the same answers right that that that's nothing new but the fact of the matter is is you have way too much talent on this team to be losing games the way they lose them. One week it might be a million penalties. One week turnovers. One week you decide that you're going to take your greatest asset and not use them and try to trick the other team. One game is something else. And you never know when these moments are going to present themselves but they always seem to do it. And you have to try to find a way. And and I guess this is what all coaches and, and all 
fans are, are, are trying to look for is that you want a more consistent team. You don't want to go into a game thinking what is going to go wrong this week. You want to go into a game knowing you have a chance to win. And I think when the season started, we all felt that way because we all thought with the defense and ability to run the ball, there's not going to be as much pressure on Jacoby Brissett to be successful. And then throughout all this, he's going to be able to make some plays because they're not going to be demanded of him to win football games. But for some reason, you got a lot of guys banged up. You got guys who you thought were going to perform aren't. And you're putting way too much of the game in Jacoby Brissett's hands. And, and I don't know how you avoid that. I don't know why um, that has become an issue. But I got to tell you, I'd much rather be up three with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb than being down three and having to rely on Jacoby Brissett. Nothing against Jacoby Brissett. But that's not what your backup quarterback is in the game for. You don't want to have to rely on your backup quarterback to take you to victory. It may happen every now and then, but it seems like every damn week. Hmm. We get to the last four minutes of the game, and you're like, okay, Jacoby Brissett going to make a play. <laughs> Why? It shouldn't be that way. Nick Chubb had 16 carries. Jacoby Brissett threw it 27 times. Obviously, you don't expect your running back to have as many carries as your quarterback has throws, but it seems like that number, there's been too big of a disparity between those. And, you know, you were a running back. Right. It, it appears that he is on a touch count. Um, you saw the numbers. They're 0-5 when he doesn't reach 20 carries. They're 2-0 and when he does. Is that necessarily a chicken and the egg? I mean, I, no, I, I no, don't because, know. Because it works. It wouldn't be. It's I not mean, like, last year they were 3-2 and two when he carried it 20 times. Okay. I'll take okay, that over 0-5. Oh yeah. Wait, wait. Bull, let's think of it this way. Yeah. Right? In sports, we all look at numbers. Right? And some numbers we look at, and they don't mean a damn thing, but we right. use them anyway. Like, this team hasn't beat this team in five years. Right. On a Thursday night in November. Like, we we use all these crazy rules to, to kind of get an idea of how a game's going to go. Right? Now, it's not a fact that if he gets 20 carries, the Browns are going to win. But you can't tell me I'm wrong. Well, the likelihood of it goes up. But wh where I was going with that, Leroy, is you tell us. You know what these carries do to your body in the micro and in the macro. Is there a big difference? And if, if the answer is yes, that's fine. We accept it. But is there a big difference between getting 16 carries a game or, say, 23 carries a game? How does that all take the cumulative effect or does it? I don't know. If, if you're worried about the cumulative, cumulative effect of your running back having too many carries, don't build your team around a running back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay? But since, but, but, but here, since we're here, <laughs> since we're here, then let's use our horses. Thank you. Yeah, now, you built the team this. to be that way. Right. I will say this. Man, I it. don't know how a team who predominantly runs the ball can't dominate the time of possession. And if there was one thing that I would fix is that I would run the ball enough so that I controlled the game clock. They're third in the league in time of possession. Yeah. They're third in the league. That, that has to be one of the things that you use. And it's here. Right now, at this first. point of the season, you're resetting and you're thinking this. What do we do well? What are we good at? 
how do we go about it and how do we get better at it okay you know you're one of the 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 top teams running the football we know every team's going to try to stop us from running the football and put the ball in Jacoby Brissett's hands let's be more creative let's find different ways of doing it but let's still do it to the point where we are controlling the game clock they're not determining uh, how the game clock's going to be handled. And you have to do that. You have to put yourself in a situation where your offensive line is wearing them down. And I think personally, I don't care how many times Nick Chubb carries the ball, and, and, and that's why you have Kareem Hunt, which you're not using him either. But if you get to that fourth quarter and you have a small lead, you're going to have to look at Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and say, let's go get this. It's their time, right, fourth quarter. Right, right. And it's interesting, And and when you think about running teams throughout all the time we've watched football and you get to that fourth quarter and you get to five, six minutes left to go in the game, everybody look over the sideline and say, "Uh uh-oh, you know what time it is. But for some reason, the Browns don't do that. Well, they don't have the lead. <laughs> no, but yesterday, yesterday they used Nick Chubb. They established the run. That first drive looked beautiful. Yep. Then they right. decide that they're going to sneak one deep because the safeties are creeping up for run support. Which they is hit fine. a big one to Amari Cooper, which is great. But the run set that up. Then they thought, oh, hell, we can pass. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they see, forgot see, all about the run. See, and, and that's what I'm talking about, Jay. You have to always be consistent with who you are. Know who and you are. And it not only helps your success, but it helps everybody on the team. Right. Because they can identify who they are. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And because everybody you on that one offense deep should know who we are. Right. Run team. Stick with right. it. Right. Leroy, right. Leroy, we got we to gotta let you go. Um, great points. I, Thanks, loved your, I loved your point about um, if you're not prepared to run the ball, then why the hell did you build your team to be a running mm-hmm. team? That's right. a very, that, exactly. No, that's, that's a very valid point. It makes perfect sense. Leroy, we'll see. Are you coming on later this week, or did you nope. just swap your days? Just nope. swap days. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next All week. Leroy. Have a great weekend, my All friend. Right. All right, you guys Leroy. have a good one. All, All right. right. To, All that, to that point, I know we got to pivot to Cavs, yeah. but – they drafted a quarterback number one overall. I don't think they were in the business of trying to be a running team. I think they were trying to. Nobody win, like no team really no, wants to be a running. They fell into it. They fell into <clears> it. <throat> but I don't think that was ever what they wanted to be. And then when they saw what they had at quarterback, they're like, "Well, we better invest in these guards, and we better play three tight ends. We better do everything we have to protect the quarterback." And then they got rid of the quarterback, and then the suspension went up, and they're just stuck in purgatory right and now. And again, I don't think yeah. they want to be. And that again, team. although I agree at times they go away from him too much. Trade Nick Chubb. No, you're, but you're, if you don't want to be a running team. He's, he's valuable still to other third teams. in the league in rushing attempts. But what we're third. saying is, I don't want to trade him either. But pivot. When, when people say they're still third in the league, yeah, be one. Yeah, why are you first? By a lot. Be number one, uh, not three or four. Yeah, the best two. running back. Okay, so as, unless they're one, it's a failure. Well, if, if that's what your best. I mean, I can understand asset, being mad about it if they were fifteen. Well, they're third well, and they're two and five. That's so, how you yeah, don't win. It's a failure. That's how you you can't you can't not be number one. And so if they were number one, they'd be five and two. If they would, I don't give, know. We'll never know. I'm here. gonna play here. my here. strengths. Yeah, Leroy just said the strength of this team is running the ball, right? So but do we, it. But we don't act like it's the, the strength of the team. Well, they do. No, we they don't. should do it more. No, we yeah. don't. That was the scene carries down the stretch. That was the scene carries down the stretch. The, the, the bread and butter, we don't use the bread and butter. We use it periodically, right? In fairness, when there's a minute to go in the game and you're down, you do have to throw the ball. Right. And that's the, like, they are, I do think that they want to have the lead in the fourth quarter and, and run, then run it out. out. And that's, that's why some of those statistics well, on When Nick they had Chubb, the lead against the Jets, they did not. Well, they no, they did. Well, come, come, no, they they scored, and t- then they never talk, got the ball talk, back. Talk, right. The defense talk, collapsed talk on Talk to me. You can talk to me about this when you show me Nick Chubb running the ball 25, 26 times. Nobody runs it 25, 26 times. That's like saying, that's like saying. Hey, guys, the Cavs went 2 and 1 this weekend, and we yeah. got to spend some time. But nobody runs the slow. ball 25. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Nick Chubb run it more, but nobody, nobody runs it 25, 26 I think times. I think we've decided one thing. 
What? We've given the Browns more time than they deserve. But you guys, will, about the will you let's, acknowledge let's, let's that here. the Brown that nobody runs 25, 26 times? No, I don't, I don't acknowledge nothing. I, I, that's I a fact. Joe Mixon ran, Joe Mixon uh, ran it this nothing. year 30 times. Only one team has Nick Chubb. Gee, the, the Bengals barely run you the ball. You talk to a guy that lived in Chicago when Peyton was running the ball. Well, yeah, I don't want to hear it. There's a different sport. Only one team has Nick Chubb, so I don't care what other teams. What are you talking about I don't. It's not like these Derrick Henry and these elite running backs, they're all in the same category. Derrick Henry just two years ago was averaging all 20 or more carries this year. One what? player in the league. And it's Saquon. He averages 20.4. So what's, nobody's averaging what's, close what's, to 25. Right now, what's Chubb's carries? Average. Uh, let's do 126 divided let's say by 17, 18. 18 on the dot. Yeah. I want him 23. Yeah. Agreed. I'd like more, too. Number. But let's not. But So if you're five carries shy and he's averaging five yards a game, it's 25 yards. If you get 25 yards more in a game. They probably are still two and five. Oh, really? Probably. I agree with that. I Probably. Don't. I, right. don't. I don't. Probably. I agree with that. Well, let's put the theory to test. Let's go to the Cavs. Yeah. Yeah, the Browns, enough. Enough. Mm-hmm. The Cavs, uh, I was at the game last night, and I, I almost was lulled to sleep. Donovan Mitchell was that good. I thought this is, they're going to coast to victory. Mm-hmm. They were up eight. They were up seven with 47 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. And then Donovan Mitchell, after scoring 30, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to him. I mean, it was mental mistakes, physical mistakes. He, it was like the basket had a lid on it for the entire team the last four minutes. But as bad as he was the last 47 seconds, really the last couple of minutes, overtime. he was that good in overtime. They mm-hmm. win 117-107. They're 2-1. and one. Mitchell has 100 points in his first three, yeah. ca- three games. Yeah. It breaks Austin Carr's record of 90 right. in the first three games to start a career with the Cavaliers. Check out this stat real quick. Yeah, that's a crazy stat right here. I know. Look at the company that he's in. That's that's insane. Uh, he said afterwards that he actually was really impressed with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was too. It was, a, it was a good crowd. It was a loud crowd. Uh, Jared Allen, 15 points, 13 boards. Excellent. With a force e- in the middle. Had a couple of key blocks. blocks. Excellent energy. Big Excellent blocks. energy. Jetty's been real good the first Jetty three games. Jetty was great. Je- yeah. I know. I, was, like... I almost texted Jason. I'm Jason like, are you buying Jetty? I know. I don't hate you him. You hate him. I don't hate He's he playing well, though. He's how, how much longer you got to play now, like this before you jump Jason, on the wagon? Jason, the reality is it's three NBA games, so it means zero. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's the sample size, right? But he is playing well through three yeah, games. Yeah, shots. <laughs> and there's enough talent around him that, you know, he can deliver in pockets. It's when, it's when again, going back to the Brian Hartline, another coach has said it, when you ask guys to do things that they're not capable of doing, that's where you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And at times, this organization, because of lack of talent around him, has put Jetty into situations that he's just not capable Fair. of. Fair. But, yeah, but in this role. But now they yeah. can. Well, yeah. I just don't want him on the floor with the game on the floor. <laughs> Agreed. I love their second line. I mean, when they come in with love and Jetty was, uh, you know, I think they mixed and matched well last yeah. night, but yeah. I think that's going to win them a lot of games this year. I like I think L- Lopez. Let me let Lopez. 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 Lopez come in and put the, the first hooks. game. Lopez in play, and I I said on the air, I said, uh, you know, I hope we go to Lopez here because that's the second group that brings you energy. Now you see that. The other thing here, the, the reason why it's flowing so well, and I give Donovan Mitchell a hell of a lot of credit because. He's holding the glue together while Garland is out. Yep. Right? Yeah. Now he doesn't have to go for thirty when Garland That's is exactly here. Yes. Does not have to, but to have the luxury of having a player like that yes. is, I mean, it makes the load yes. easier for a whole bunch of people. Sure. Right. Because in, in overtime down the stretch, give it to him. And ultimately, give, 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 sorry, it, to, give it to it him. It gives so you a second option yeah, for scoring. You, like here. Because it, I thought the last four minutes, that's why they went cold the last four minutes because Washington said. We're not worried about anybody else. We're going to stop Mitchell, and they did. And when and Garland's it, it back, reminded he won't be able me to do of the that. Atlanta game last year and down right. the stretch last year when they needed will, points late, I, they couldn't get them. I will point to one point in that game when it was going down to the wire. After the last shot, twenty-five seconds mm-hmm. on the clock, right? They put the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hand. Yeah. Everybody in the building knew where it was going. That's true, right? And then he got the shot of the day because he crossed the dude over so sweetly. Lost his Except, defender. I thought, wow. It, all he had to do was make the shot. But to have that type of person in your lineup. Is a luxury. Garland them don't even know what kind of luxury it is. Yet. And, 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 yet. and there's a lot of people that was out. mad about Colin Sexton oh and gosh. Lori Marketing. That's embarrassing. I want to. I would just want to let y'all know, man. It's levels to this thing, bro. <laughs> you seeing the levels right now? I like Colin. He plays hard. He got a good skill set. But when you got that skill set, he got that shape where it's like. Oh, no, I'm over here. I get over here. I'm Euro stepping. I got to step back in in, in crunch time. You automatically just see it. It seems like a spot shadow. Just go. Well, yep. Gee, the other thing. Well, he doesn't panic. No. He didn't panic. 
No, he did not they respond to him. Hold on. He did, did, did I hear Jay? Did I hear? Cause I went in the booth last night, but did I hear this? The chance of MVP ringing out that they door. Did. Yeah, did yeah, I hear I that? Did I hear that? I was in the Are we really having MVP conversation? We're not saying that he's the MVP, but we're saying he's playing at that level. People in the building realize what you have at your fingertips. I mean, they chanted MVP for Delhi. So let's not get wrapped up. People are embarrassed. That was just an affectionate MVP. This was that's my guy. I will say I was a little disappointed. The crowd couldn't get in sync. You know, it was. Like this, this half of the arena was M. This half of the arena was V, and that half of the arena was B. I'm like, come on, guys, get together. Let's face it, guys. The reality of the NBA, unlike any other sport, Adam Silver doesn't want to discuss it. Nobody in the NBA wants to discuss it. The entire regular season is the preseason. Yes. The yes, entire absolutely. regular season is the preseason. It's meaningless. But you can learn Everybody makes from the playoffs. No, learn I don't think you learn anything from it. No, oh, I, Brad, I don't think you learn anything oh, from you, it. You learn something. Maybe when you played, Brad, I think it's changed. For those 82 games, it's a little different now, but those 82 games, you learn a lot. What we needed here was we had this young core bull, young right. core, and you saw it in the play in last year. They didn't know what to do. Right. Now they have a guy that knows what to do. Sure. Now, this is what I'm looking for now. Garland's gang on. Elevate. It's going to be a that's, different, that's, a different. That's elevation. why it matters with them. Mobley, he, you can see this from Mobley. Mobley is still learning, yeah. right? He yep. gives you the cushion now that you can learn because he tried some things last night. I said, "Oh, he's he, worked on yeah. some moves." In I the said, "Oh, I didn't see that before." Yeah, that left hand, that. the left hand finish on the break. Yeah, I, I saw said, that. Yeah. Oh, that's what you've been working right, on. Let me and rephrase. Some moves, some let me footwork. rephrase. The wins and losses don't really matter. Ultimately. I think the regular position for home like, court, but this position, how much does it the mean? Point, here's the point yeah. you're trying to make. It's a completely different animal in the postseason. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, don't put too much into the it. The games yeah. come so fast in the regular season. There's this no assistant has this scout this night. There's no question. And Brad, you, you know, I know. You know this better yeah. than anybody. You walk in at 45 minutes before the game. You see the key points on the whiteboard. You go out. You play the game. Done. Move on. What you're you playing the regular season? Like what you're playing for the regular season is for mental domination. I want you to just know this. When you see me, this is what you're going to get, right? Right? And so, because when we go to a six, five game, uh, seven game series, it's different. Mm -hmm. You know it's different. But I want to know, at least on imprint in your mind, when you see me, when I'm checking Bird, you think Bird thinking about, Bird thinking about, you know I'll go for 30 out here, right? I might go for 35. You keep talking. How do you? How, <laughs> what's the best, tra how, best trash talk Bird ever gave you? Oh, 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 I'll give you a good one. You want a good one? Mm -hmm. Here's a real good one. <laughs> I'm going at him and I'm going at him in Chicago. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him numbers 20, 22. Them good numbers against Bird, right? So Bird, he has a ball in the corner. Parrish is in the post. He drops in the Parrish. So you know you have to dig back and help Bill Cartwright in the post on Parrish, right? Parrish kicks the ball back out to Bird, who's in the deep corner. Deep. I come flying out of Bird. You know, I'm seven foot, so I got I got to reach on him. Bird was always concerned. So he he shoots the thing with the high archer, right? <laughs> As I'm in the air, right? I'm in the air coming to block it, right? He shoots it way over my hand. The first thing he this is what he says. He hadn't even hit the ground yet. I'm still in the air. This is what he says. As he lets it go. Uh wasted energy. <laughs> 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 that wasted energy. Oh, it went in, dude, it and it did like this. Whop. <laughs> yeah. I'm stealing that. I'm using oh, that all the time. Good. Wasted, I, wasted energy, energy <laughs> bro. That's did crazy. It, did it, did it Tip, piss you off, or did you oh, actually yeah, have to laugh? Uh, I was laughing. <laughs> Who was the best trash talker in your era? Oh, Bird was a Bird was classic because Bird was he wasn't he was a, he was a, he wasn't overt with it. He was real quiet. So yeah. I like the game of one other game. I always gave Bird some good games, right? So I get hot on Bird. So Bird, I'm giving some buckets, right? We run down the court. He just run, me and him, bulls, run down. Yeah. Oh, you are gonna get hot now? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show you what hot looks like. <laughs> and then he go, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> That's what hot looks like. <laughs> he knew how to flip that switch. Man. Oh, man. I, I asked y'all to a question. Do you think JB um, will consider not last year? They played defense the whole year, right? Yeah. And when they got to the playoffs, it looked like or the end of the season. That's when other teams start ramping up and be like, okay, we'll play, play defense now. Yeah. And I thought the Cavs was a little bit tired last year. Do you think they will be as, as hard on the defensive end as, as they were last year, or 
he'll kind of coast it and try to ratchet it up, or is that what they got to do to be successful? They they ain't, they ain't accomplished anything yet. They have to play just as hard as they did last year, mm-hmm. especially on the defensive end. If they win a couple series this year and they sort of feel what the postseason's like, and now you're playing for May and June, that's when I think you scale back a little bit during the regular season. This well, team hasn't accomplished. Well, anything. I'm gonna tell you that you have to keep guys hungry, and I, uh, so I think Lopez being able to come in and spill um, Garrett. Um, and then I think the, the addition of, you know, who's been playing well, really, in, in, in limited minutes? Dean Wade's been doing okay. Yeah, yeah. Dean Wade has been doing big okay. Shots last night. And here, they have they, and, uh, Okoro, and Oof. they haven't even yet to play Stevenson yet. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the defensive-minded guys that I see, right? Because you're going to need that punch. Well, Coral's certainly not doing anything on offense. Oh, no, no, no. You can hit the oh side of the barn. He, <laughs> he's scared. I didn't see yesterday's game. I was flying home, obviously. I did want to get up this morning to watch it. It just didn't. You're I had trying, a horrible night last night. He was arguing in the Browns locker room. Well, go ahead. So I, I did not see yesterday's game, but what I saw from Okoro the game before he don't want to shoot. He mm-hmm. wants nothing. He is, yeah. and, and he's doing what we said. You stand in the corner and, and you wait for the ball. Well, then yeah. you can't he's doing play him, that, right? But no, when he gets it, it's one of these. So like, why, it's, as soon why as he comes, playing? it's gone. Well, he wouldn't be the first guy that that, that couldn't shoot the he ball. He got to work his way. But, but I would hope. He wants that, I, I would, no part I would of that shot right that now. this summer. You know, he, he listen. You playing at the, the two position, you have to stroke the ball. You have to hit some shots, right? Because now it's just like Westbrook. They're, like, they're, they're playing four Westbrook. and five. Like, it's, it's, they're you, playing you, four you, and five. You're, you're handicapped from the beginning, right? Yeah. And that's going. what's going to do is limit your minutes. Because yep, absolutely. When people, when people figure it out, leave him alone. And listen, you've got enough weapons on this team. Isaac Okoro is not your concern. But I did feel like starting him would at least have enough talent around him to where he would get those shots. But right now, he wants no part of those shots. Mm-hmm. So and, you got to figure that out. I, I, I look at it. It's, I think somebody was saying it. They're not going to be able to win no championship or make no real crazy noise unless Mobley figures out, okay, how does this work for me? Because he's still kind of figuring out, okay, do I get my shots here? Then Garland is out, so it's less of a, you know, a facilitator. Donovan Mitchell's been doing a great job of doing that, but he does it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Just just his athleticism, the way he goes about it. And sometimes I see Mobley kind of thinking, okay, what positions and parts do I yeah, get my job? He- is is there does JB need to call more plays for him? No, I or, think, or is I, he going to get it in the flow? I think he'll find out in the flow. That you have to have everybody together, right? Because everybody's going to learn a different way. All you're seeing out of Donovan Mitchell is basically this. Donovan Mitchell has brought his Utah game to Cleveland. The same thing right. he's doing he's now. Had with, to, right, 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 right. Exactly yeah. what he was doing in but Utah. But once Garland's out there, yeah, so he when can Garland's out there, so now I don't have to work that hard, right? So now I have to work that hard because Garland's not here. Right. So I got to make up this. I got to take over this thing. Because the one thing you saw yesterday was, you know, Garland is a much better ball handler than Donovan Mitchell yes. is yeah, by far, yeah. right? You can put the ball in saying they don't have to worry about it getting stripped, mm-hmm. right? I can come to Mitchell and say, okay, get me a bucket, right? And then that gives the bandwidth for Mobley to expand his game. Mobley played last year like he was at USC. He knew what to do, right? Mm-hmm. Now people have figured out what that USC game looked like. Now, what did you do in the summertime to advance your game, right? Can you put it on the floor? Can you defend some of these people? Can you stay out of foul trouble? Can you show me you can hit this jumper, right? That's where we're at now. Early on, it seems he's added some things yeah. to his repertoire, uh, particularly low. I thought his footwork last night yeah. was great. He made some moves where he lost defenders and opened up, got an open shot off of his move. And I, I don't know. I know it's early, but I, G- I like the Chicago. I, I would hope that we have more games like the Chicago one than yeah. the Toronto and the yeah. Washington yeah, ones. Yeah. Just on effort alone. I'll tell you what. You can coast. Jared Allen's effort. Mm. Oh. oh my God! That I mean, Good. this was such a hustle. Oh. He blocked dunks now. Uh, like, he don't care. <laughs> he's a freak. He's he don't like, care. He's like Delhi with size and talent. <laughs> Delhi's motor. Yeah, yeah. Delhi's motor with size. By the way, you look at the top four picks. Like a lot of times in the NBA draft, like there's a bunch of busts even in the top. But look at the top four picks in last year's draft. Cade Cunningham looks phenomenal. Yeah, he does. Jalen Green looks phenomenal. Evan Mobley looks phenomenal. And Scotty Barnes with four of the Raptors looks phenomenal. Those, all four of those guys look like yeah. they're going to be great players. Yep. You, you'll usually often. see that all four. And we, but it was known, like it was, it was believed to be a pretty deep draft yeah. with a lot of top. And it's panned out. None of those guys. Look, it's they all look really way. good. Mikey, what do you got? 
We got a lot of internet comments today, so I'm going to run through these pretty quickly. Whenever we take internet comments, it's brought to us by our friends at PCC Air Force. Boy, you got a jingle today? You're gonna no, I do not have one today. I thought we oh, we're using Eddie's, it we're tomorrow. Eddie's, we got a banger right. from Eddie tomorrow. Make sure yeah. you all tune in for that. But are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Air Force is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Air Force in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and signing bonuses. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So I got some injury news on the Browns front real quick. We got a bunch of super chats to read. Uh-oh. David Joku Joku out, right? Yeah, I wondered about ankle, him. Farrell Cooper and concussion protocol. Jacob Phillips has a pec injury. Oh. Farrell Brown. Seizing ending. Who? So Jacob wow. Phillips could be out for the season, according to Stefanski. That's hey. from Mary Kay Cabot. That's a by the way, he it's the, a big he loss, JJ David Njoku this week. <laughs> yeah, oh, because the yeah. Bengals, he's played great, and the Bengals have not, although, what's his name? Uh, Kyle Pitts didn't have a good game yesterday. But generally, the Bengals, that's an area they struggle is against good tight ends. And it also leaves us with one healthy tight end. And Deion Jones is now your official starting linebacker. Middle linebacker, and we yeah. saw what happened when he tried to tackle. It's one game. Passes. We don't need to get carried away. And he's but. missed quite a bit of time. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, willing yeah. to give him a break. Although I mentioned to you guys yesterday, he ain't that big. No, he didn't look that yeah. big. He is no. not that big. I, the biggest I was, problem this week is dealing with the Bengals' passing game, not yeah, the running game. Yeah. So, well, listen, Chase said he was even looking for this day. Chase be walking. Chase be running away from people too. I don't understand. But it. they're gonna stiff on right there. Oh. Ooh, wow! Five finger discount. <laughs> We're gonna leave that up as I read some of these super chats because yeah. it, it makes sense. This is from Mike H. Ooh. He says Chubb on three possessions, fourteen touches, and a touchdown. Brown score seventeen points. All other seven possessions, Chubb has four touches for seven yards. Brown scored just three points. How? This is from Monty Berry. You can't judge these coaches until Watson gets back. Donnie M. Look at the video again. He's referring to the John Johnson play. We can drop the tag, but I, I can't look at that anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Against the Ravens, whenever Picard goes to a certain side, the run goes that way 99% of the time. Our defense never adjusted to that all game. Nathan Ward says, the philosopher Spinoza says, why does the man fight for their own servitude as if it were their salvation? Stop complaining for a leader and be one. Big Kev, 95-39, says Nick Chubb is the best running back the Browns have had since Jim Brown. Kareem Hunt is there to keep Chubb's legs fresh. The problem since 2018 is coaching. we got three more. This is from EBGBs. Jason, if your boy Stefanski is such a good coach, why can't he wrap his head around the Browns or 2-0 when, Brown gets, when Chubb gets 20-plus carries? Roberto El Presidente says, come on, Cavs, got to make it happen. And Sir Grizz says, <laughs> bull is full of dot, dot, dot. Shout out to the Super Chats today. Oh, wow. Who? Super Chats. Why Sir is, Grizz. Why is Bull full of dot, dot, dot? I don't know. Uh, the comment was literally a $5 Super Chat to say mm -hmm. Bull is full of dot, dot, dot. So full of hair. Money's worth. We full of, full of love full of and happiness. <laughs> I mean, at least make, <laughs> your, <laughs> joy. make your point. Like, okay, I, yeah. if you think he's full I'm of full it, of crap. tell us Sometimes, why. Sometimes, sure. I'll tell you what. Here, I don't think anybody on this, this panel is not passionate. And Mary Kay, real quick, Brad, sorry to interrupt. Mary Kay just amended her tweet. Uh, Njoku is week to week with the sprained ankle, not day to day. So I'm not sure how that affects in well, football. He's probably that's not playing. Sounds like he will not. That's yeah. a high ankle sprain, especially with the bye. You give him this week off. Yeah. You go into the bye. And that he's way he has a full three Miami. weeks to heal. Right. Man. So I, I was saying that I don't think anybody on this panel is not passionate about Cleveland sports, and I know that Bulls is passionate as we all are. We we all want to see people succeed here, right? Sure. We, of course. Hell, we want to be one of the top teams running around here, right? I, wish I was wrong. We just get tired of doing the same stuff week in Man, and week you, out. You, you, that's it. I, I, I listen. I. I I wish I was wrong. Stefanski, if he turned around, I don't want to be out here talking about we need new coaches and, uh, and second guessing. I, w I wish to God that he would really be like, yeah, G. Bush, remember you said we was terrible. We just ran off five in a row. That's all I want to do. Yeah. I don't care if it's a, a Martian coaching or if the <laughs> best player is Daffy Duck. Give Daffy Duck the ball. I just want to see him win just like a lot of other people. Yeah. And it's just and, frustrating, man. And by the way, if Jason and I are, are wrong, because we've been the you've been the biggest defense defender, I've defended him. And I've still said he's made a ton of mistakes. Yeah, a ton of mistakes. Sure, we all agree with yeah. that. Yeah. If we're ultimately wrong about Stefanski and Andrew Berry, what does that say about it's, Jimmy Haslam? It's even worse that he hasn't made one good hire in a decade. That's part of this. Is like, listen, guys, you do, do you realize what you're saying when you say like fire him like. It, you can't afford to do this again. You just can't afford to do this again. You've got to know. No, because Jimmy's track record at replacing guys has been horrendous. Right. And I really feel like they find, you know what? They at least have guys who agree with each other, who think the same way. For the first time in a long time. For the long first time, time yeah. ever. 
And and listen, like groupthink isn't always a good thing, but you can't be like this no. every day you're in the building. No, either. that's true. And that was and always the case. You always this. have in you can have, you can have, At yeah. least now everybody thinks the same way and they talk the same language. Now you have to figure out if they know what they're doing or not. And so, I maintain you don't not you're not gonna know that until next year. So I just yeah. I was thinking about something you just said here. Thinking the same way. Maybe what you were getting back was pushback from people who said this is how it should be going. Because my, my, my institutional knowledge tells me <clears> that. I'm listening to people who have no knowledge about this thing, and that's what I'm fighting against. You've got the same people going against the same core here. I'm going to tell you again now, if we go into this press conference today and there are not no substantial changes made this week to shake this thing up just a bit, I'm not talking about coaches. Play. I don't care what it is, but you cannot ride in a Monday's game the same way you rode out of Sunday's game. You just cannot. Yeah. No. We could complain about, like, analytics all we want, but the truth is before – Barry and Stefanski, every other GM and coach except for the one year with Sashi was a non-analytics guy, and none of that worked either. They were just as terrible then. Uh, You know, we asked a question, and I I sent this to a couple of folks that I really respect in the business that are uh, on the management side. Not all of them played. Some of them did. Um, I sent it to four. I got three responses. I said, what we talked about, why is offense so far behind defense? You know, because I think we all, it scoring's down. Some of the great, you know, again, Rodgers, Brady, look pedestrian. A lot of that has to do with age. Um, some of the answers that I got was, in sports, when you play off numbers, something works oftentimes because of what the defense is allowing. Now that the, we've got a, more of a sample size against this passing league and defenses have skewed what they're doing, that makes the set of analytics less reliable but again not everybody's using the same analytics you don't know what everybody I know I know I know they're not everybody has their own numbers but when you use analytics what you're what you're you're allowing history to tell you the future does everybody agree with that yes well the problem with that is it makes the grave assumption that everything in that experiment remains the same you understand that? I, I get what you're saying. Ultimately, though, so we, if the defenses have changed what they're doing, yeah, the set of data that everybody is using as their analytic base for how to run offenses is just by definition going to be less. Successful but again, Jay, not everybody's using the same stuff. It doesn't matter what they're using, but yeah. I'm not saying everybody's using the same right. stuff. What I'm saying is everybody has found their numbers that they want to use. Right. That is based on what. It's based used on to work. Histi- it's based historical on history, data. historical on data. And so you have to understand that because sports, in baseball, it's, okay, you can hit the fastball, you're not going to see the fastball anymore. Yeah. You're going to see all curveballs. So it's adjustments. And what I'm saying is the league is in the middle of making a big adjustment to the offensive analytical data that's been yeah. provided from the past. Maybe. So and, it's going to will, be less effective in the future. And they may have to adjust. They will. Uh, but I don't think seven weeks is enough of a sample size when it's been trending the opposite way for years. I agree with that, but it's yeah. a pendulum. It's a swing. So everything what, has to. Everything. Everybody's using this old data, saying that well, it worked. It works this percentage of the time, but the defenses aren't the same. It's still working for Kansas City. It's still working for Buffalo. I don't know if Kansas City's points per game are up or down. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, yeah. as a league. I don't want to just take one subset of data and say, well, it's still working, so it must be effective. I'm just saying what these folks pointed out to me is, because they know I'm not anti-analytic. I just think it should be a mix of gut, eyes, and analytics. Yes, yeah, it should be. And, and all think, of these guys agree yeah. that there are some teams in the NFL that lean way too heavily on the numbers. My point is that we have to understand the numbers that these analytics, it's giving, it's from the history. It's from the past. And – we're not doing the same things now, clearly, because mm-hmm. the offenses are less effective. And that's a product I, yeah, of the I defense mean, adjusting. So, yeah. So. All right, final takes. You want to do final takes? Do we have time for that? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, I, I looked in there. I don't even see Mikey. We got a major problem in this town. It's been going on for a while. A lot of the other media members have ignored this, and it's time for me to stop ignoring this. Uh, Bally Sports is a disgrace. Um the way, first of all, people can't watch. They're charging $20 a month, I'm told. I don't have it, but I'm told that they're charging $20 a month for an app 
that is not working. Okay, a lot of Cavs fans are many, many, many Cavs fans are complaining that they can't watch these games, that there's black bars on the screen, that it keeps freezing up. There's all kinds of problems. You can't watch baseball games on the app. I think that's a baseball thing, not necessarily a Bally's thing, but still like what is Bally's doing here? And Bally's needs to find a way to be on every cable outlet in town. If they can't, that's on them. Figure it out. Okay, fans in Cleveland should be able to watch their baseball team and their basketball team without it being complicated. So Bally's figure it out here because ever since Bally's bought, you know, took over Fox Sports, I don't know if it's a new company or they just rebranded or whatever the hell it was, but it's been a major problem. I've heard a million complaints and it's about time somebody did about something about it. I know Mayor Bibb is going to be on with us. He's on this week. <coughs> Guys, there's. Yeah, Mayor Bibb is going to be on with us this week. I didn't know Mike was was up there. I'm sorry. Uh, and I know he tweeted about it yesterday. This is ridiculous. Fans are willing to pay money to watch their team, and they still can't do it. Let's go. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's go. Uh, I'm going to be on the heels of you on this one. Mm. And this was this is a final take. And this is, uh, I'm sending this out to my own two kids. Cheyenne, who's at the uh, University of Maryland. And Shayla, who's at Purdue Fort Wayne, right? And I will tell you this: we're from Cleveland, right? So, one thing about being from Cleveland, we ride with them all the way to the end, right? We don't jump off the ship, right? And I know yesterday you guys were frustrated with the Browns, right? And then you got all kind of nicknames for them now because you're irritated because it's not just about the Browns; it's about us being from Cleveland, right? And it's, we're different than people in Indianapolis. We're different than people in Landover, Maryland, different than people in D.C. We are just different. We're built different. This is how we do it. We don't, we don't jump off the ship. We stay with our people, right? Now, I may come on here and rail and complain about this, that, and the other, but I guarantee you what, I'm with them to the end, right? I'm just going to ride with them, right? That's part of your birthright of being born here in Cleveland. So my word to you is this. I know you're surrounded by folks in Maryland. They're rubbing it into you because Baltimore just took it to Cleveland. And I know you're in, I know you're in Indiana. You have to listen to it because you got the Colts people around you. Talk about Cleveland doing Cleveland things. Well, guess what? That's how it goes down here. But I will just tell you and remind you this. One day, this franchise is going to get over the hump. And God willing, we all going to be there to see it. And I don't mean just to the TV. I guarantee you, you to this. When they get over the hump, finals or not, we all going to the Super Bowl. We're going to be there. Not a guarantee we're going to get in. <laughs> <laughs> but we all going to be in the building. We'll be in the vicinity. We'll be in the city. We'll be somewhere. So you just keep riding with us in Cleveland and just know that here, it's a long legacy of this here in this, in this town, being born from here. We're here. You're going to take you all the way out of here. Stay with the Browns. Stay with those Cavs. Stay with those guardians. That's what we do. I'm going to pivot to uh, there's a couple things that happened in the game yesterday that we didn't get a chance to touch on today. So I just want to touch on it briefly at the end of the game. Just curious decision making and just showing you how the NFL truly is a game of inches. You know, we talked briefly about the, the false start on the field goal. Well, I don't understand why the Browns moved the kick in a yard. They, they made the whole they made it a 60-yarder instead of a 61. Cade York has the leg to make from 62 from 65. I joked with these guys on the chat prior to the to the game yesterday, watching Tucker and Cade kick in opposite directions, basically from midfield, and, and match each other kick for kick was kind of funny to, to watch yesterday. Kid's got a great leg, and by shorting, by shrinking that an extra yard, when you're going that deep of a distance, obviously your trajectory is going to be lower. So by shrinking that extra yard, you've now made the kick lower. 
Whereas, if anything, you want to give him an extra yard on the back end because you know the kick's going to be a little bit lower because he needs the extra power to get through it. Cade York has no problem making a 61-62 yarder. I didn't understand that. I didn't like that. The fact that they, they took that extra yard could have been the difference in whether or not that kick was blocked. And on the back side of that, and I know the Browns tried protesting this to no avail, they really got screwed at the end of that game. We talked about the Amari Bryant with the touchdown uh, that was called back, and it was 50-50. Sometimes it's called, Mark sometimes Cooper. it's not. Amari Cooper, I'm yeah. sorry. And I, I thought that was a bad time to make that call. The false start, whatever. The Browns did that to themselves in terms of moving in the kick yard, but the clock ticked to 159, and they mm-hmm. lost the two-minute warning, and that was a really huge deal. Yep. Why they ran 10 seconds off the clock from 209 when Cade lines up for the kick to 159 when they stopped the clock is massive. The Browns had one timeout. If you give them the two-minute warning and their one timeout, now the Ravens can only burn clock on one play, and the Browns would have had about a minute left. Does that make a difference in the game? I don't know, but I like their odds with one minute in possession a lot more than 15 seconds in possession. And it just shows you just the yard, the yard on the field goal, two seconds on the clock, two seconds. That's all you need. You need 201 on the clock so you get the two-minute warning, and they didn't get it. This truly is... For all the problems that they've had, they've had so many close losses, and it really is in the NFL a game of inches, and those are just a couple of examples of things that went against them and decisions that they made that I didn't necessarily agree with, but just those things, that one yard here, those couple of seconds there, how they can add up to make the difference in the game. And look at the difference between two and five and three and four. Huge. Mm -hmm. Guys, no time to discuss it, but Adam Schefter saying two to five weeks on David Njoku. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be brief. I'm, I'm not even going to talk about other things, Browns, Capital, whatever. I'm going to talk about the show. Um, I believe messaging is, is really important when you're messaging and you get it out to the people. Um, you know, the biggest supporters and the biggest sponsors of any show um, are the people. Whether that's a sitcom, that your favorite sitcom that they cancel, and you, you call the cable company by, where is my reruns of Friends, right? The people who get mad when, when they don't have the Weather Channel on their cable package. And for us, um, we I like to think of this almost like PBS, right? We, we do non-traditional things. And, and we can do non-traditional things because we are independent. We don't have somebody, a program director, that tells us what we can say. We can talk about certain things. And so it, this is a format where it's non-traditional and it's the biggest supporters are the people, uh, the community that support this, this whole project. As you may see, we may roll out different things. As you see, we're more heavy into Super Chats, memberships. We'll be doing some cool things coming up. But always remember, uh, we do those things because this is truly your show. You help build us. You help put us here. And, and it's some, if you support the show, those are all things to continue to support independent content. And I really believe that's important because we can talk a certain way. We can do a two-minute. We can get up and present. We don't never close here. So we want to thank you in advance for supporting the show. We want to thank you for all the cool things and the interaction um, that you guys have been doing for the show. And we like to always say, if you support it, please subscribe. If you support it, please share it with your friends, share it with your people outside, share it all around the country because you guys make us possible. Yeah, I've told a couple people, send the link to some Browns fans that you know that might appreciate the show. And it's like you plant a seed and that tree drops 12 seeds and Mm -hmm. then boom. Mm -hmm. I've heard from a lot of the people that I recommended to send links to fans, Mm -hmm. Browns fans that they have. All of them said they didn't know about it. Yep. Or they say people that found it, sometimes they're like, I just found you. I was searching for something and you popped up. I clicked on it. Now I watch every day. Mm -hmm. And so it's word of mouth. It's sharing the link with friends. It's subscribing, hitting the notifications. Um, it's crazy how this thing can grow and how it's kind of like wildfire. Um, we're out of time. The show is uh, running a couple minutes over, so I'm just going to basically throw out as my final take um, that now's the time. I, I said this last Monday. I said, this is it. you got to play Sunday like it's a playoff game. Uh, Monday against the Bengals is a playoff game. Playoff game, I like that. It absolutely is a playoff game. Everybody in this organization needs to look at it as a playoff game. Because if you think the difference between two and five and three and four is big, wait until you start doing the math on the difference between three and five and two and six. Two and six, you basically have to run the table. And this team isn't capable of winning seven, nine, eight, whatever games would be left, nine in a row. They're not doing that. So uh, treat Monday like it's a playoff game. I know the crowd will. 
They're going to be there in uniform. It's Halloween. They're going to have their A-game cheering. Players, coaches, management, you better bring your A-game too because this fan base deserves it. Very quick, Jay. Two quick things. Ha ha, the Yankees lost. They got swept by the yes. Astros. Yes. And uh, happy anniversary to my beautiful wife. Today is our 12th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. We're going out for very dinner right. tonight. Right. So there you go. Taking her to uh, what, like? I don't know. She picked, I can't remember where she picked. Delmonico's. No. <laughs> well, now I have to say happy birthday to my wife on Wednesday. So, oh, yeah. yeah, a lot of pressure now. Don't forget. All right, we're out of time. Back tomorrow, 22-hour break. Um, Think about the Cavs game and not about the Browns game. That's about the only advice I have for you. See you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.